everybody welcome back to murder blows uh oh do you like the way i did that intro it blows anyways um murder really does blow and once again cody is bringing us another case that blows our minds um our frustrations and uh we get a little uh update on a older case so definitely stick around for this episode it's a wild ride uh maybe not as many red strings unless um it's pretty cut and dry, uh, but I appreciate that. And there are conspiracies uh, involved, I assure you. Uh, something that's not a conspiracy theory is if uh, four girls run this podcast, that is a confirmed fact. You can tell by how much we talk over each other. Uh, however, we are down a podcast member. Uh, Maisie is celebrating an anniversary. Uh, so I am Violet, as usual, doing these super awkward intros. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Cody. And Sasha. The only thing that may be better than our sweet, sweet voices and our so not annoying laughs is that dope intro. So please roll that shit. Oh my god, I found it. Yay! <laughs> it, it didn't pop up. I had to go under invites so and then like click weird. on it and then open it that way. Thanks. I hate it. Google Hangouts. All right. I'm yeah, we'll test our sound real fast. miss a lot of shows because my life. Luckily, our my life and my internet. Crazy similar well mine is more like general this time because Ooh. i wanted something i don't know not as hard to research mm-hmm. <laughs> not as 50 million nice red screen yeah it is something less complex is it Halloweeny? Because this goes up the day before Halloween. No, I it mean doesn't. it's kind of. It'll go after Halloween. I lost. I lied. Okay, well, it's October-ish. Everything is Halloween, in my opinion. Everything is. Well, it finally feels like Halloween because it's not ninety-three degrees. So I almost I froze my tootsie off. Yeah, I don't like being cold because I haven't been cold in a long time, and it makes me feel like I'm getting sick. Because when you go from, like, 93 of a constant for five months to instantly 60, it's like I'm just I'm just cold. And I'm not complaining. I like it. But my body is just like, what is this? Are you putting me in a freezer? Get out of the freezer, <laughs> Cody. <laughs> Love it. I'm loving it. Um, elephant in the room, Maisie is not here today because she's celebrating three years of marriage. Well, kind of. Congratulations! Work so That's... hard, forgot how to vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Maisie. That one was for you. When you hear this in a month, you'll love it. That's your anniversary <laughs> present. 
<laughs> it's a little late. Sorry, it's not um, wrapped. It was on time. Technically, it was a wrap. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, let's podcast. <laughs> tight. Tight, tight, tight. Um. um <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Are we on the same energy right now? Violet <laughs> and I have spent a lot of time together this week, which is great, frankly. Um, I got a lot of chaos vibes in, like, the best way. I feel like you held it together so well, too. But, like, uh, Jelly from uh, the podcast Nature is Wild and I on the same vibes, Mm -hmm. but they're both chaotic vibes, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So she's like, let's watch a five-minute-long compilation of Danny (laughs) DeVito saying, here's my... Magnum Magnum condom for my monster dong. (laughs) To music. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, let's watch Trisha Paytas sing Shallow in her kitchen and open all the cabinets. And I'm in the middle of two tiny tornadoes falling asleep sitting up. It's a good time. (laughs) Maybe it just takes a little longer to rub off on you. I think I had depleted the energy stores <laughs> Cody, sorry. how's your week been my week or violet's week your week um i've been trying to catch up on paintings and so i've been catching up on like things that i have stored in my dvr i watched a 48 hours on these kids that were kidnapped on a school bus and they were taken by gunpoint on the school bus and they were led into an underground storage unit and buried but luckily they dug out and all of them survived but it was super weird because i had never heard about it before they were buried alive yeah like they oh were kidnapped for ransom, but the guy never got around to calling in the ransom because the phone lines are jammed because he kidnapped 26 kids at one time. And so he went home and took a nap after he put these kids down in a storage unit that was underground and he put dirt on top of it. And oh luckily God. there was like a 14-year-old and a bus driver and they were able to get out of <laughs> And they got out, the kids got out, and they were in a rock quarry, and they went and found the workers and were all rescued. But, (laughs) yeah, it was crazy. Crazy shit. Can you you imagine just being like, sorry, I'm like stuffing my face with Cheetos right now. Um, Being a quarry employee, being an employee anywhere and seeing someone... In a situation like that, like, you know they're not not supposed to be there. It's like when you see someone, like, in the store after clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. I help you? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Like, are you- They were like, what are all these wild. kids doing here? And they were all filthy because, like, the ventilation fans turned off at some point And the trailer was caving in because of all the dirt. And so there was oh. just, like, dirt coming into and so they had that's insane yeah and it happened i think in like the 80s maybe i don't know can't remember i was just blown away by the whole thing but the guy that did it 
is up for parole like every five years because he didn't he didn't do bodily harm to the children he just kidnapped them i hate his fucking god yes so now the kids have to go like every five years and of course they're adults now and they're all still like a lot of them turned out to be like alcoholics and crap because they couldn't deal with that i mean and then it was in the 80s so of course they didn't give these kids any like counseling (sighs) they sent them to disneyland afterwards (laughs) oh that's real fucked up though Talk about yeah, they were like, a "Here's a band aid on a bullet wound." wound. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Go to Disney of- World and forget about it. You're good, or Disneyland. Oh, yeah. This reminds me of my my mom gave me a cat when she got divorced. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's not funny. It, it, my I mean, my first is- instinct was like. <sighs> I just hate that my first instinct was like, rad, free cat, no more new dad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's how I felt, but she felt like so guilty about it. But I was like, fuck yeah, I love cats. <sighs> she was my baby. I loved her. Violet, you've got, you got news to share if this is a venue that you want to share it in. Sure, hell yeah. Um, I don't mind. I ain't scared. Maybe I'm a little scared. Not really. I guess. Huh. I think I'm Oof. having word vomit. Scout, stop licking the bed. Um, I'm not <laughs> supposed. To, oh, you guys see it again? I laughed through it. It's okay. Uh, I'll act like this never. I proposed to my boyfriend. Oh, that's so cute. It did not. If I literally, okay, I had all these like wild ideas planned right like i've been planning this for months and my biggest fear was that i'm an over-the-top person so and he's not really he's very like i'm a homebody like very anxious uh likes to keep to himself so like all the times i was thinking about proposing i was like no no it's too much it's too much like too over the top too many people here let's back out it's too sweaty let's get out of this environment and but i knew i was like collapsing on keeping it a secret because I had been like holding it in for quite some time, um, probably about two months. And so um, I just went ahead and did it the other, it was Monday. Uh, I was going to do it at McKay's, got too nervous. There were a lot of sweaty dudes and a dude like, like humming to himself. That didn't kill mm-hmm. the mood at all. Like literally I bent down to do it and this guy came over and started humming. And I was like, I don't want this to be in my memory bank of this <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, so I just waited until we got home and then I turned on like all of our Halloween lights and Scout and Boris were there. For those of you just tuning in, that's uh, my dog. Well, his dog, my cat, but collectively as a family, our pets. Yeah, I was about to say, um, marriage makes that real, r- real, real. Oh, yeah. Fuck. It's like adopting kids. Um, <laughs> I'm their stepmom now. Um, I just heard bonus kids used in the stuff that I was had. Bonus kids. I like that. I like that. That's fun. So it's your bonus dog. Instead of like, yeah, there's no stigma on it. Um, but I did it. I cried a lot, <laughs> so much. Uh, he only cried a little. He was a champ. 
Um, to his coworkers, he hasn't told. Sorry, you're hearing about it this way. Hopefully, he's told you by now. He didn't want to tell people until we got a ring because I used a spider, like Halloween ring, mm. <laughs> to propose. That's so we're getting so like legit. I love Isn't it. it? <laughs> so I've been. I've been seeking this spider ring for a hot minute. I've been to Michael's Dollar Tree, Dollar General, Walmart, uh, even Hobby Lobby. Uh, where else? And the reason why I say even is because I don't really like Hobby Lobby because, you know. They did Me not. either, but I'm forced to go there Same sometimes else. because it's the only place in this area that sells exactly. anything remotely artistic. True dad. But True dad. Um, congratulations. Are you going to have a party? Oh, um, we didn't think about that. We haven't planned anything. Um, but, but I just want to see you guys, so I was just, you know. Oh, I mean, we're trying no to get pressure. up there for Yamakon, so. Yes, you better. If you don't, I'm going to be sad. Oh, yeah. I think it's a near definite. Um, but yeah, it was magical. And then, wouldn't you know it? I was like, when, when, I mean, there was no better opportunity, right? And then, so we've been having a lot of hard times, like, getting days off together and stuff, which is why I thought that was perfect, because it was the first day off we'd had together in a while that wasn't, like, con-based or anything like that. It was just us. And then, sure enough, he manages to get a day off on Sunday, and we're going to go to an English pub and watch his favorite soccer team play, and I was like... If I had literally just waited one more week, <laughs> I could have proposed to him like during a soccer game. How cool would that have been for him? Like, dang. <laughs> but it's fine. It's still very happy news. It's just one of those things where like where someone insults you and you go to insult them back and you can't think of anything and then they walk away and you think of a million things to say. Right. That's my life. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, very excited. Very excited. Well, I'm, I'm ready. That's awesome. It's exciting. Thanks. Um, yeah. I guess that's all that's been going on. Work is still garbage. So, Sasha, how's your week? I've been in my own bed two nights since the last time we recorded. <laughs> that is wild ew are you gonna be there tonight uh-huh <laughs> there we go yeah working your way downtown uh, <laughs> um it's been good though last weekend was such a blast such a confidence booster such a like good fucking time and then this i went to uh training about managerial skills and I don't want to like honk my own horn but I was the youngest person in that training so I was like who's a badass bitch it's me um what is it toot toot <laughs> I don't wanna yep uh and then the instructors called me a cutie pie and said I was the sweetest thing they've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> And I explained that I finally, like, accepted and started showing my full personality at work. And that was, like, when I really started seeing results and felt more comfortable in my day-to-day. -day. And so I, I, I aim to inspire others 
through the way I express myself. So, oh, look at all this progress. This is yeah. cute. Fucking killing it. I like that when you first started saying that, I was like, if anyone called me a cutie pie at work, I would end them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that just really sums up Sasha and I. Like, even even a stranger, if they were like, aren't you a cutie pie? I would be like, excuse me? What did you just say to me? <laughs> Automatically get offended. It was very sweet. But she lives in the city I live in. The trainer did, which is so funny because I Ooh. trained in a different state entirely. Um, so it's very exciting. I'm hoping to, to do some networking because she works, uh, with a lot of abusive women. Nope. Shelters for abused women, not abusive women shelters. I was like, wow, this is an interesting turn. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting turn. Hey, you know, sometimes people need a place to go after they beat the shit out of their spouse. No, <laughs> no. I hate it. Thanks. That joke was fun. I hate to never see it again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Cut it all out. Editing Sasha. <laughs> um, on another note, by the time this episode comes out, I'm not sure when that will be. Um, but I'm sure more development. I've had half a beer. Hello. Uh, more developments will be made. But last night were the Democratic debates. And I don't know why. I really enjoy. Maybe I don't enjoy politics. Um, but I, I, I've been really good about keeping up with them. But I just took a hard pass this time. Um, I was going to say, me and my husband discussed it last night. And we were like, I had it recorded. And it, I was like, I want to watch it. But I don't, don't want to watch it. But I don't want to miss something. Like. Because, you know, yeah. Ted Cruz ate a booger on TV once, and I can't miss anything like that. <laughs> okay, so I watched it anyway, just in case somebody well, ate a booger. Everyone can keep talking about this, because I have to now go Google Ted Cruz eating a boogie. People yeah. voted for him. Do it right now. Uh, oh, it's seriously, like, the worst. Wow. Eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice try, Google. Did you vote for Ted Cruz? <laughs> it's like, we got it's like uh, Ted Cruz eating pizza. No, no. <gasps> Didn't you find it yet? Ew, 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 ew. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can watch it. cap it and submit it to me it. for the social media. Okay. Skip trail. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And me and my friend watched that one together. Ew, ew, ew. Is it really a boogie? You just regarded that stuff. or it's like... Did he say booger? You heard that or it like cocaine? <gasps> White. Ew, ew, ew. Oh my god. Oh, why did I do that? Because oh. I told you to. <laughs> Every single person who voted for Ted Cruz, I hope you just like know that that happened. Like, what else was that? The first I link I saw too was like this voted to Ted Cruz, but <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty fair point. I, mm. yeah, wow, all right, huh. 
he's definitely got to be the Zodiac killer because he was like, I felt like he was trying not to eat the booger. Well, he tweeted one day, I forget what day it was. I think it was April Fool's. He like tweeted something and he like signed it the Zodiac or something like that. Wow. Oh, I don't know why I know all this about Ted Cruz. I don't. That's, that's so Zodiac killer of him. <laughs> Can you be the Zodiac killer and not know it? Oh, no. He knows. Because here's the thing. With that booger. Okay, everybody. I, I misworded it earlier. Uh, it's not like he was trying not to eat the booger. It was like he was trying not to not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's worse. He was like, maybe I can casually just... Yeah. Oh, don't key onto this. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Guys, we've As already named just saw all Round two. Ding, ding, ding. No, it's going to be called Ted Cruz the Zodiac Booger. Um, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want <laughs> um, Wow. It, it just. People are so dumb. Was that my phone? No. Okay. That was mine. AOC is endorsing, endorsing Bernie Sanders, and they wanted me to know. Oh. <laughs> I wish people would wait until after. I guess that doesn't make sense. I don't know. One time I gave a good review to a guy that came in to interview for a job that I recommended him for in a leaf, in a hat with a pot leaf on it. So now I just don't trust referrals to anyone. <laughs> anyone. Never. My fucking boss was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, well, he's not an idiot at his last job. Oh, my God. I think that's <laughs> funny, though. Like, the the marijuana, like, how do I put this politely? Someone was talking to me about how, like, like, they find it kind of funny when people kind of brag about, like, if they drink or if they smoke weed. Like, you're not seeing, like, methamphetamine shirts. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> no one's, like, Sunday fun day. And instead of two beers, like, clashing together, it's, like, people mixing Sudafed and Drano in a pot. <laughs> it's not, let's get this party cracking. With like a shattered pan of meth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. It's it's a little and that's someone who does drink a lot. I in my older age though, I'm finding myself very irritated. People that brag about drinking, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that happens after you, you know, get so old. Yeah, like it's funny. I mean, I still kind of use it as like a, a humor crutch. Um, <laughs> like I'm like oh, cause cause people aren't used to it yet. They they think like how how do I put this? Well, sometimes I don't even say it as a joke. I'm just being honest, and people think I'm being funny. Mm. Like someone was like, "What did you do last night, Violet?" And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I made a, a Japanese pork dish, uh, and drank a bottle of wine, and watched Creep Show, and fell asleep." And they were like, <laughs> "No, really, what'd you do?" And I was like, I surprise, bitch. I did that. <laughs> what are you gonna Aww. do tonight? Oh, I'm drink some beers and podcast with my lady friends and watch some weird YouTube videos. And they're like, <laughs> no, really, you're hysterical. I don't. I don't 
don't get the humor in that. We're oh, yeah. hardworking ladies. But yeah, I oh, I agree. I agree. My God. Um. Yeah. So the Democratic debate. I didn't watch it. Um. I heard that. This is the only thing I know about it that I probably am not going to vote for Joe Biden unless it gets down to the wire. Thank you, um, friend. Thank you. He's just I'm talking like he's a fool. Yeah. Am I muted? No. Okay. Yeah, I just <laughs> Oh no, I can hear you. <laughs> he's a fool, loud and clear. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm Bernie a hundred percent, but I'm open to anybody. As well, I'll hear like anybody. And, yeah, I like Bernie and Pelosi, and um, Pelosi's not running for president. Oh, she's not. No. no. Okay, so see, Wait, this should tell you. Oh, it's Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth Warren. I'm sorry, uh, Elizabeth Warren. Have you seen Kate McKinnon do her on SNL? Oh my God, it's yes. so it is. It is. So, so where I got it skewed was I saw today, like literally before we started podcasting, that. Trump called like Nancy Pelosi's like she was like he said did you see Nancy Pelosi's like outrageous freak out at the like table or whatever and she took it and made like he showed a screenshot of her like standing up abruptly from a table with like I mean she looked like she was upset but not like infuriated right and she made it as her Twitter header oh hell yeah he's too old to navigate twitter like she's like yeah. nancy is like i'm not trying to be like mean like i like bernie and he's old you know i like elizabeth and she's older but like nancy is like your crazy great aunt you know like you oh, yeah. know she doesn't know how to work social media as a as an everything aunt i understand yeah. Also, this is proof that Violet isn't racist as she can't tell even two blonde white ladies apart. <laughs> it's it's white people, period. Don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> any other race. I assure you I can spot the difference. It's freaking white people that I get so confused. Mine on. is political. I kid white you people. not. I usually can't do names, but I just am so submerged in politics that I just have figured it out and remembered people's names. I've yeah. I found out today at work that I've been calling a lady a different old lady's name, an old white lady forever now since she started oh, like four months ago. Instead of Bertha? Well no, I was like, oh well, that lady hates me. Her name's Cresha. I don't know why she hates me. She just does. And someone's like, is that her name? And I was like, yeah, I've issued her like 15 shirts. I have issued this lady like 15 shirts, but Under someone was name. like, her name's, her name's Karen. And I was like, no, 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 I know Karen. And then I was like, I don't know Karen at all. <laughs> like, I have no idea who Karen is. And like, that, that's Karen, Violet. That's and who's Lucretia? Lucretia is the <laughs> leader of the Bureau of Balance. That's a deal. Well, no, there actually is a lady <laughs> that works there named Lucretia. She also hates me, so. Well, it works out. No one Karen, hates me. Okay, I promise. 
promise this will be the last dumb story I tell of the, the night at least. Maybe not, but I'm gonna, for your sake, I hope so. <laughs> okay. I wore a like crocheted or knit uh, slouchy beanie today. Do you guys know what that is? Can you visualize that? Yes, what color was it? Rainbow. Oh, I love it. But not like yeah, it wasn't like aggressive rainbow, like you know. But even it if it was, like, but it was really like gay. it's just. I mean, it could be, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's not it, that it aggressive, or it anyway. It's a, it's a rainbow beanie. It Got just, it. Yeah, I thought I had it nearby. It's it's not like super super bright. Right. The colors blend very well together. I got it at Spencer. I stole it from Spencer Gifts like 10 years ago. Maybe like like 7 years ago, but still. Um, so I wore this to work because my hair is a mess because I haven't showered in 5 days. Um, which, those of you on the podcast, very normal for me. Um, I get very stressed, especially when I can't use my Blank Slate Labs or Arcadian Grooming products. That wasn't intended to be a plug. I'm just 100% saying that I do get very, very, very stressed. I'll use this as a plug though, now that I'm here. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I eat the lip scrub, even though you're not supposed to. Um, and they're probably amazing. I use their banana face wash and uh, yep, that's it. That's so it, um, <laughs> wink, wink, uh, on my face every day. That's about the only product I've been able to use every day, but I did miss two. I've been going good. I missed two, and now I'm having breakouts. Really? But regardless, uh, you can use, yeah, right here. Uh, mm. And then I had one in my inner corner of my nose and on this side of my nose. But, I mean, I wear these dumb fake glasses every day of my life. So, yeah. And then, I mean, I didn't use it at the at the convention I went to, and then it was like everything was down and out. I used it the first day. Anyways, uh, you can use code MURDERBLOWS for 15% off your order uh, at Arcadian Grooming or Arcadian Official. ArcadianGrooming.com or you can find them on Instagram at Arcadian Official. And Blank Slate Labs is just how you said it. You know it. You love it. You eat the lip scrub even though they tell you not to. It feels so wrong, but it also feels so right. You also just described <laughs> I put on a hoodie today instead of washing my hair. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it. so I had this hat on, right? It covered most of my hair. My bangs were still out, which I dry shampooed, but I ran out of dry shampoo for the rest of it. But... I've been out of dry shampoo for like three years, and I keep forgetting to buy it. <laughs> baby powder works as well, guys. Baby powder. It does, but please don't breathe in the baby Three powder. <laughs> no, every time I put it on my head, I'm like, well, there's the brain cancer. It's more likely to be brain cancer, but it's fine. We we well, were it gives con. you cancer oh, no. if you put it in your nether yeah. regions. So it's yeah. like if I'm putting this straight on my head, what is it doing? Yeah. I we were we were at a con frequented by younger guests, and I was like, oh, how'd you set your makeup? And they're like, baby powder, and I'm like. That will give you cancer. Pick a different thing. Translucent setting First, powder costs the right. same amount of money. And the weird part is, is, I had the little tiny baby powders left over from when I had my son. And that was nine years ago. And I never <laughs> used it on him. Thank God. 
<laughs> oh, you've got yeah. nine-year-old baby powder. Yep. But not three-year-old shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life. I love it. I'm a mess. That's what Murder Blows is all about. Messes. Um, but everyone and their mother. Anytime I wear a hat. Anytime. I don't wear a hat. Everyone's like, oh, I like that you're rocking the messy hair look. How did you do that? Every single day of my life. If one more person, if for some reason, one idiot I work with, thank you for listening, uh, listens to this podcast. <laughs> if you hear this, find a way to get people to stop talking about my hair. Just stop. I don't... <laughs> it... it, it even when it looks bad, they say it looks good. But then I wear a hat. Doesn't matter what kind of hat. This hat in particular caused some very mixed reactions. But I'm tired of the reactions, period. Everyone. One guy told me I looked like a Rastafarian six times today. For those of you that don't know what a Rastafarian is, they're not white, chubby Jewish girls. I can attest to that. No. No, it's not. It's not that. Do yourself um, an urban dictionary search. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, and then everyone else was like, that hat, I'll, one person was like, do you think that hat makes you look gay? And I was like, no, I think being gay makes you look gay. Like, I I don't know what that means. And they were like, it was just a joke. It was a man joke. I got told it was a man joke today. Cool. Whatever that is, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> get with the times. Probably because it wasn't I don't funny. think you can be funny anymore. Yeah, Quaren had a great speech about that. Who I'm going to see Friday night? Can't wait to see you there, Mark. Love your podcast. Yes, uh, wish you'd oh, hey. listen to mine, but I understand why no. Um, bring him <laughs> oh, a hey. I was gonna say bring him a business card, but we still don't have those. Oh my! Uh, even home. if oh, uh, but anyways, I don't understand. If anyone uh can't understand, please tweet me why people wanted to talk about my hat so much today. It was everybody. And it was one of those items where I felt like people felt like they could just touch it. So they would just casually rub like the back of my hat and they'd be like, this is beautiful. Or you look Rastafarian. Oh, wow. I know it's muted and you guys can't see it because it's an audio podcast. But Sasha's dog was just on the screen and he was like very excited to see her. It was very magical and very wonderful. Did you see that, Cody? I didn't. I was looking at my planner. I always miss everything because I'm always looking at my planner. It was cute. Just take my word for it. It was very adorable. Um, you can, but anyways, yeah. Tweet us at Murder Blows or follow us on Instagram, which Maisie does such a great job on. Job, job on. Uh, just, just tell me why people feel the need to touch my hat, to talk about my hat. I just want to wear hats. They think you're cute, Violet. Oh, it wasn't all positive. <laughs> Everyone said I looked like a drug dealer or gay. Not that that's a negative. I was just very confused. <gasps> so confused. Don't understand. Also, what does a gay person look like? Hey, that's what I want to know. Every single time someone says it, anything makes me look gay. 
or like a lesbian, I'm just like, what what does that entail? Just being like, like what if somebody says you look gay? I imagine like somebody from fourth grade being like, you look gay. <laughs> yeah. I like just tell them to go like, back to the fourth grade, I just, and they're gonna look at you weird, and then they will hopefully never talk to you again. I hope. I I need some tricks because. Anyways, well, tweet me at Murder Blows if one, you you know why people feel the need to touch my hat, talk about my hat. But moving right along to something probably just as disturbing as people's infatuation with my hair and my hat. Cody, tell us about your kids. Okay, well, number one, Maisie, I'm going to miss your reactions because you always have good reactions to my stories. So just record them and send them to me later. Um, number two, my notes are a hot mess because I suck at life this week. So we're going to get through this together. Okay. So I don't know if you guys have heard this one. I did this one for two reasons. One, because it happened in the month of October. And two, because I've been researching cases from around where I live. I just find them fascinating for some reason. Um, I came across this one while I was watching the Appalachian Unsolved. And I was like, ooh, put a notebook sticker there so I can come back to it later. Um, it's about a guy from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, this happened in October of 1992. Um it started earlier in that year, but the main case is in October of 1992, so I thought it would be a good case for this time of year. Uh, Thomas Husky was born in 1960, so that makes him, what, 50, 60 years old now? Around 60? Um, he was a man commonly referred to as Zoo Man by sex workers. Workers across the city. Have you guys heard about this? Zoo man. Zoo man. I know zoo books. Yeah. I know no man. <laughs> but the name. No, zoo. not zoo. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. It. So <laughs> he learned his nickname through bragging about helping his father work with the elephants in the Knoxville Zoo. Uh, he would even take women to a secluded area near the zoo to carry out his transactions sometimes. However, his favorite secret area was on a dead-end road in Knoxville. Um, I'll get to the name of the road later. Um, he was reported to be far more aggressive and abusive even towards the sex, sex workers than he should have been. So much so that it got to the point where many of these women would avoid doing business with him. His abusive actions went unreported until February 1992 when a brave woman came forward and reported him to the cops. Um, and so she told the police officer that she had been abducted inside the city, taken to a spot in the county, and then raped and tied up and robbed. Um, and this is Tom Presley, a retired Knoxville police department investigator who said this and he said also that she lied to begin with because she didn't want to admit she was a prostitute but she took me and showed me where it happened the woman led presley to a secluded patch of woods off 
Ka it's really Cahaba Lane, I think. It's C-A-H-A-B-A. -A -A. So Cahaba Lane in East Knox County is spot littered with mattresses and used condoms and favored by prostitutes and their johns. And I don't even like the word prostitute. I'm just using it because I prefer sex workers. I don't know why. I feel like not everybody is a nine-to-five job person and if somebody wants to have sex for money let them and also like if it's safe and like yeah right. i completely agree right you do so, you i'm just Ooh. gonna say that i don't want any judgment or anything i don't think these women are bad people um we got to the dead end road and she said there's his car <laughs> as as presley went up there um they, they went into the woods, and she said, there he is now. He had another little girl naked and on her knees. So they literally um, stopped this Thomas Husky guy, the zoo man, at gunpoint and arrested him on the spot. Um, and then Stewart, which was a Knox County investigator, picked up the case after the woman admitted to bringing after the women admitted being prostitutes who went to the Cahaba Lane willingly. So after this, the women refused to testify because they didn't want to be charged with anything since they were sex workers. That's real fucked up. Yeah. Um, and Stewart said that he, I think he did what a lot of criminals do. He learned from his mistakes being that he let the women go and he decided next time he was not going to leave any witness behind. So since these women, I, yeah, which leads sorry, me, sorry, I just don't, I, I, this isn't as conspiracy theory, but it is because it's like these women are treated as a different class of citizens because of their chosen profession. And then when they come to the cops with a problem, like, hey, Completely they're, agree. they're just like, well, unless you admit you're a prostitute, then we're not going to do anything about it, which is so okay. stupid. And let's get this out there, too. Like, it can, I mean, okay, it's no uh, surprise or uh, a mystery that I am a really big, what, what would you call someone that, of defenses on Eileen Warnos's case. Are you an advocate? I I mean I don't appre like I don't necessarily think that she killed all of the men that she did out of self-defense, but I think like the trauma that was placed on her and the inability to like tell anybody about it. Yeah, she um, got to the really end of messed her up. Like she just was done. Like your well, brain can only take so much. Exactly. So I do think that she was like i mean she'd been through a lot in her life period i'm not justifying the murders whatsoever except for like probably like i said i do believe the first one was 100 at least the first one was 100 self-defense i know that may be a hot take for people please talk to me about it i'm always willing to hear every side to every story um but like it, like you said they're just putting a different class so it's not as important yeah and that's how it makes me feel i mean and not to throw this out there again, but look at Brock Turner, who is walking the streets because we didn't want to ruin his life. Exactly. But because, like, you know, 
I mean, I know it's different. She wasn't a prostitute, but like, no, I feel like different types of women, you know, get classified into this. We talk about it all the time that if you're not like white, important, young, and pretty, yeah, that you don't really, and it's tragic that it happens to anyone. Want to make that vehemently clear, but. Sorry, it just gets no, me it's, riled it's like, up. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're drilling this home with me because it's like the disgusting part of this um, is that after this, since none of the women would testify because they didn't want to get in trouble, um, he was just let free. Just let free. So you have this rapist. And not only that, like, he's called the zoo man because he's always at the zoo. So he lives at home with his dad. He goes to work with his dad and he's at the zoo. A zoo is somewhere where there's kids all around. So let's just let this guy go and let him go hang out with the zoo with kids, even though he's obviously torturing women. <laughs> it's awful. Um, I mean, he was caught red-handed. Like, yeah. you wouldn't think that they would need additional fucking evidence. Right. And, like, even someone who gets, like, murdered robbing a store gets justice. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so next is on October 2nd of 1992, uh, Patricia Rose Anderson's body was found in the woods of Cahabalane. I can't say this stupid word. (laughs) Cahabalane by a hunter. She was found under a mattress, bound, strangled, and pregnant. During the investigation into her murders, the bodies just kept becoming unearthed totaling four victims in all, all of who they believed to be murdered by the zoo man. All of these women were found in the brush off of Cahaba Lane. All of them were sex workers. And the four victims, I'm going to say their names because I think they're just as important. Um, Patricia Rose Anderson was the first who I just messaged and me- mentioned. And then Patricia Ann Johnson, Darlene Smith, and Susan East Stone. And it has in parentheses prostitutes and he killed them all by strangulation um and so somebody was actually paying attention the knox county detective presley um heard about this and he knew that this was husky's go-to spot with women since um he is the one that had arrested him that time for rape and he got let off Um, So he led investigators to the home of Husky's parents where he was living at Pigeon Forge, Tennessee at the time. Nice. Police confronted him and his room was searched. In the bedroom, they found rope similar to the kind used to bind and strangle the victims, as well as jewelry that belonged to some of the women that were murdered. Husky was taken into custody and the team thought this was going to be an easy case. They were quite, quite wrong, knowing that at the time that the search warrant had a minor yet very crucial flaw. So the Knox County investigators relied on a search warrant that was issued by a city judicial commissioner and the appellate court had ruled no authority to issue the warrant. So the search warrant they had to go into Pigeon Forge and search this house was basically wiped out and they couldn't use the evidence that they had collected from the scene. Isn't that great? I'm gonna lose my shit. Kill me. Because, okay, oh, like... my God. At what point do you, like... But can't I know. they still admit... They can still... I feel like they should be able to still admit the evidence found. But, like, 
maybe right. the cop or the judge gets like a slap on the wrist. Like I, if I was that person, I would definitely take it so that way my neighborhood could be a little more safe. It's oh my so god, so ridiculous. Like they probably were supposed to go to Pigeon Forge and get the search warrant from them. Maybe I don't know how that works. I, I feel don't... like there should be some rule bending for like this guy is raping and murdering people. Yeah, oh exactly. Like that shouldn't really have a jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah it's great well, yeah for real like if you see what's the like good samaritan act where if you like perform cpr on someone and like they still live like you're covered under the good samaritan act i feel like if you find all of this stuff but let's be honest here the 100 percent reason that this was not approved is because they were prostitutes exactly i was just that was where the that's 100 percent that's exactly why mouth. So they still decided like they had him in custody and they were going to interview Husky. So his first interview was rather uneventful. Um, He soon told his lawyers that he wanted to talk to the police more though. So Davenport, an agent working at the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said that at the beginning of the interview, the zoo man was as normal as ever, but things changed after Davenport returned to the interview room after briefly being pulled out. As Davenport returned to his seat, he was greeted with a demand. The man sitting across from him blatantly stated, which this is, this is Thomas Husky, give me a cigarette and I'll tell you everything you want to know. After a short pause, he continued, I'm Kyle. I hate Tommy. Davenport was taken aback at first by this extreme shift in Husky's demeanor, but soon adapted and played along. Kyle spoke to Davenport about the, and Kyle was in parentheses, spoke to Davenport about the torturing, raping, and killing of the four women, stating it was done to hurt Tom Husky. So basically, Tom Husky is flipping into other personalities, and one of them is Kyle. Uh, The main differences between the two faces of the zoo man, Tom and Kyle, were his demeanor was were his demeanor and his dominant hand. While Tom was mild-mannered and left-handed, Kyle was a rude righty. Rude righty. That's funny. So at first, Davenport believed this was simply an act, a ploy to get an insanity defense. He played along to get the confession he needed to put Husky behind bars for good. This belief was changed when other personalities started to emerge from the sinister mind of the zoo man. One named Dax was an Englishman with a very convincing accent. The fourth being a rather um, F effeminate man effeminate yeah effeminate man named timothy husky's attorney knew he'd struck gold a man with a mental illness as severe as a multiple personality disorder could even could easily avoid a prosecution but he admitted to everything just in different personalities um prosecutors said that he faked the mental illness and pulled the names from um like roads around where the Husky family had once lived. One of the roads was called Kyle Avenue. I was there, said David Davenport, a retired Tennessee Bureau of Investigation agent who assisted Knox County detectives. I disagree. I personally feel he conned the whole system. He certainly gave that statement knowing what rights he had. Most of his story he gleaned from television. When he became Kyle, he showed no remorse. He knew he was caught. So, so Husky, did all of his personalities know what had happened? Um, it doesn't really say, and I should have researched more, but I didn't. 
Um, Because, I mean, that's like the staple of, it's like multi-personality. Right. This was one of the things where, like, no matter what I looked up, it was all very vague and it said the same thing. Of course, because it's Knoxville, Tennessee. That's exactly what I was going to say, because that's how everything is around here. There's Grade A reporting. Yeah, there's no digging or tearing apart or transcripts of anything. It's just a vague, this is what happened. And every single thing that I read said pretty much the same thing. So I ended up using two sources, which I'll get to at the end, because... Every one of them. It was almost like everybody found one source and they were using the same source to write their stories because that's just how it was. Um, Husky's trial for murder began in 1999 and D.A. Nichols was gunning for the death penalty. The prosecutor brought in testimonies about the victims from medical professionals and friends and family of the slain woman. On the other side, the defense brought in professionals to testify that Husky's disorder had stemmed from multiple accounts of childhood trauma. The most prominent trauma is a rape by a woman named Connie. After countless days of back and forth from both sides, the prosecutor and the defense made their closing arguments. The jury was left to deliberate. Many jurors agreed that the zoo man had murdered these four women, but a consensus could not be reached on his mental state. After five days, the jury was declared deadlocked. Wait, so he gets he gets some form of justice because he was abused? Apparently. And he did bad things? Apparently. Oh, must be nice. Yeah. I mean, he's a white man, so whatever. Um, and this is from the New York Times on Sunday, February 14th, 1999. Um, so this happened in 1992, and this is in 1999. So despite the very, very short, um, you know, review I have on the trial, apparently it lasted a really long time. And this is from 1999, so that's seven years later. It says, a mistrial was declared on Saturday in the quadruple murder of a man who says he has multiple personalities after a jury said it was unable to decide whether he was insane. The panel brought 200 miles from Nashville because of intense local publicity told Judge Richard Baumgartner Baumgartner that it was deadlocked. But it was on the responsibility part, not the guilt, one juror said, referring to the mental state of the defendant. The defense said Mr. Husky, a former zoo elephant trainer, had has multiple personalities he cannot control or remember, including one named Kyle who confessed to the 1992 killings of four women. Mr. Husky, 38, got his nickname, he was 38 in 1999, got his nickname for taking prostitutes to the Knoxville Zoo for abuse sex. The prosecution will push for a new trial. Mr. Husky already had been sentenced to 66 years in prison for raping four women. The mistrial brought relief to Mr. Husky's family and frustrations to victims' relatives. And it says, I would rather have this man than have my, I would rather have this than my, have my father put to death, said Isaac Husky, one of the defendant's two sons. So the, so he even had two sons, but he lived at home and he had multiple personalities. And this kid would rather have this than his father put to death even though he killed four people nice okay so So, my thing my thing too i know we're on a time crunch but like no you're good 
at what point do you like okay i understand that did um with all the kind of lack of information we have about it that's what it is right dissociative identity disorder yeah yeah very similar if not i know there are like a couple of different words for it but especially in the 90s like (laughs) yeah is that like it just gosh this is wild this is just wild i can't even comment Sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. I feel like I mentioned this. I feel like I mentioned this last weekend. Where, like, regardless on if you have a mental illness, like you're still responsible for your actions. And like, I can't imagine he was just now noticing that he had like multiple personalities, and like probably should have got to seek help for shit. Like, it's not okay to hurt people because you're hurt. Yeah. Also, if you have like two kids, you live with family. How is no one else like? commenting on this right until it's like you know right just yeah and one of the um sisters of the victim susan stone said she thought the evidence was overwhelming against mr husky and she was extremely disappointed it's been seven long years in october 2015 13 years after the discovery of anderson's body district attorney general randy nichols gave up the murder case and criminal court judge richard richard Baumgartner dismissed those charges. Husky continues to serve a 64-year sentence at the South Central Correctional Facility in Clifton, Tennessee. He qualifies for a parole hearing. This says in 2012. So he obviously um, has been up for parole. He's been denied. But how long is that going to go on? Like, what if he's, he's now 60? So what if they're like, well, he's old now. And there's nothing like he's not in jail for murder. He's in jail for rape. So, you know, the court can just be like, well, he didn't murder anybody. He's old. We'll let him go. You know, it's <laughs> such a dangerous system. And where's he going to go? Like back to the zoo? I mean, he's been locked up for so long that who knows if his mental state is better or worse or what, you know, has he been monitored? What is the deal? Um, and I feel so bad for the four women because, like, if the police had just said to the ladies, like, we understand that you work in the sex industry, we won't charge you, we just want to get this guy off the street so he doesn't hurt anyone else, but no, they had to give their lives for it. That's another thing, too, is, like, I was talking about this the other day. Um, I won't dwell, too, on it. Not that I think anybody that is involved in this story listens to the posca- this podcast. Wow. Um, but uh, it's, like, I knew someone that got pulled over for uh, smoking a joint in their car. They panicked, and they kind of threw under the bus, like, two guys that were growing mushrooms. Not that that's a great thing to do. Uh, I saw Sasha's eyes go wide. Um, (laughs) But, uh, uh, I mean, like, in this case, like, why couldn't that have been a thing? Where, like, you have a guy, like, murdering and raping people, women, and, and, like, you can't come up with anything right and like he you can't make any zoo. kind of plea deal like were they not like okay this guy hangs around the zoo he's obviously not gonna stop like they didn't do anything from keeping him from hanging around the zoo because he the four women who ended up dead 
were dead in that area. So he was still around the zoo, around children, you know. It's wild, too, that he's, like, throwing out this DID situation, which is, like, in my opinion, like, a very scary, unknown thing that I do think exists, but maybe not in this case. And my thing is, like, I'm not aware of any of the triggers, so just a heads up, feel free to educate me on whatever social media platform um, or even comments. But, like, I just, I, it's so unknown that hearing this come out just now like did his co-workers find him like kind of odd or like uncertain you know i mean i feel like that's something you can't really hide i mean i i have a hard time hiding my depression and anxiety so how in the world could you like hide did i mean i don't know what the certain triggers are no exactly and i know uh, like i've read a, a lot well no i haven't read a lot about it but i've mm-hmm. listened to other cases where people have had it and um, like it is induced by childhood trauma. Um, but it's just, I mean, in, in the nineties, like they knew less than what they knew now, you know, and for him not even to be put in a mental institution after that point, is kind of crazy that they didn't just say, well, you know, this guy is dangerous and he does have, you know, a mental problem. I mean, let's put him somewhere where he can get help instead of having four women. So, yeah, that's another thing is, is if they had taken him in and done this in the first place when they found all the evidence. Yeah. Cause I I mean, mean, they found like they, they, they knew he was raping people, but it was like the prostitutes, prostitutes were just like, well, we're not going to testify because we don't want to get in trouble. So, well, like, see you later. Bye. You know, and, go yeah. Day, go work at the zoo. And he, like, that taught him bad behavior that he was like, oh, okay. So now the solution is don't get caught. Right. I'll kill people so that I won't get caught. That'll make things better for him. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that he's even up for parole, like, oh, my God. You know? And... Hopefully the family members, I mean, I know it, it must suck for them, but hopefully they show up and demand that he stays in, in prison because without that, it's even harder to make him, you know, it's easier to get paroled if you don't have anybody sitting there fighting against you the whole time. So hopefully maybe concerned citizens come out and <laughs> help him stay in jail where he belongs and not out on the streets and at the zoo but his parents are probably dead by now. So I can't imagine that. I mean, unless one of his sons would take him in, he would have to live with somebody. If he was living with family before this happened and he's been locked up depending on a system since then, then I mm-hmm. can't imagine that he could just come out and live alone and take care yeah. of himself. For sure. Your homegirl's about to find out when this man's parole is. <laughs> I stopped researching because I was in a hurry sorry guys no you're fine so i think finding out people's parole hearings is a little too far (laughs) yeah i have an update from the one of the cases i did uh the last one i did about the missing um, whoa so uh the dennis martin little boy this is hearsay i just want to say this is not like fact or anything i was talking to somebody i know i won't say their name just in case 
Um, and I was talking about all the crazy things I had researched and they were like, didn't you hear that they found the Dennis Martin kid? And he was the one that got lost on Spence mountain. He was a little boy and he just, yeah, he disappeared in broad daylight. And, um, I was like, no, I never heard anything. And he was like, oh yeah, I guess they were digging up his childhood home for some reason. I don't know whether it was to put a new house there or something renovating or whatever, but they found bones there of like a little boy. And the person was like, he never made it to Spence Mountain that day. Oh, Oh, but like I said, it's hearsay. So in theory, like he was murdered before he even got there. And that was just like an excuse. Yeah, his family was, we're going to cover it up. So, which makes sense because how do you lose a kid in broad daylight? Well, I mean, it's happened before, but like, man. Those stories are always pretty wild. If it was a rich white family with money, too, I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, oh, let's go on a vacation to cover it up in the mountains. Yeah. That's wild. So there's that update for you guys. Dang. What the what? Maisie will love that one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's all I have this week. Wild. Well, at least I have a case I can obsess over instead of focusing oh on Brendan Dassey now. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I should stop focusing on Brendan Dassey, but I think if anyone follows me personally on Twitter, they know that I talk about Brendan Dassey at least once a week. I'm writing him a Good note. Uh, he, really, he really likes letters. Uh, for uh, those of you that are still following Making a Murderer, he really loves... I shouldn't say that. Any of you following this case... Um, in particular, Brendan Dassey. Uh, he really likes letters. He's obsessed with Pokemon, and his favorite Pokemon is Mew. And I'm going to give uh, him a sticker. I know. I want to like draw him a picture and everything. Uh, he wants to be a video game designer when he gets out of jail. Cool. I'm going to go cry now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really great interview on a podcast. Don't let me leave this podcast. Oh, uh, my God. I'll my sources too low. Don't let me forget. Yeah, Do go ahead and leave your sources on me while I'm, yes. yeah. So I am. I heard about this case from Appalachian Unsolved on the YouTube channel for WBIR. But to write the case, I used WordPress, which had a blog, but the lady only used the letter M. So oh. trying to give you your, you know, credit, but you use the letter M. So did she cite her sources? Um, no, but, mm. um, I also use Murderpedia. I love Murderpedia. That's all. Me too. They probably don't email you asking for $3 every week. <laughs> probably not. I mean, um, I understand the support of free media. I just, you know. True, true. Every week. Every week, Wikipedia. Every week. <laughs> um. <laughs> That podcast is Wrongful Conviction Conviction with Jason Flom. Uh, it is like a real-time interview with Brandon Dassey and uh, one of his lawyers that was featured in season two of Making a Murderer. Um, I can't remember her name. She's great, though. Uh, she works with a really good foundation uh, in the... Like, she works with the head guy that founded uh, this organization, essentially fighting for people... Uh, 
with wrongful convictions. Um, so it's a very, I can't say it's an interesting interview or eye opening. It is just kind of like, it's things like that, that put things in perspective for me. I'll say this is what I like this week. Um, we can roll right into that. Uh, cause I know we're on a time crunch, but, um, yeah, I really still like making not, I mean, I like making a murderer, the documentary series because it puts in hindsight that sometimes, uh, the law isn't okay. And think what you will about Stephen Avery, but at the end of the day, we 100% know that Brendan Dassey should not be in the situation we're in. Um, I mean, just look at this guy in Knoxville who, I mean, got away with four murders and like all sorts of rapes uh, and, you know, essentially is not being convicted for it. But we have this, these people with like no evidence and the evidence that is found, like I said, it's say what you will. Yeah, very circumstantial, very um, odd. Uh, season two opens that up a lot, that a lot of the evidence does not make sense whatsoever. Um, so I just, yeah. Uh, please, I think it's important to keep up to date with these cases, even though we're just podcasters or maybe you're just people. We're just people doing a podcast. Um, maybe it's important. <laughs> maybe you're just not a podcaster. No, that did sound shitty, but uh, how dare you? How dare you? You but... know nothing, regular people. <laughs> no, if you listen to this podcast, you're in the right direction, though. Um, <laughs> sorry, you can cut all this out if you want. Um, but no, I think it's important to um keep up with things that you have passion about. Nothing gets me more riled up than social injustices. And I think that Brendan Dassey is one by a hundred billion, million, trillion, gazillion percent, um, just on the level of no evidence. So stay, stay passionate and upset about things. Um, if you see them being done wrong, if that makes sense, you can do it in your job. If you see someone, slacking off and not working nearly as hard as you, but getting paid just as much, if not more than you, I mean, feel free to say something because that's an injustice too. You deserve better. See something, say something, my friends. Cody, Cody what you like? What you like? Oh, I like that it's like 20 degrees cooler this week, even though it makes me feel sick because I'm cold all the time. I really enjoy doing things outside, like vacuuming out my car, washing my car, getting my swimming pool ready for winter, walking the dog without being suffocated and sticky. Gross. I did afterwards. think you were going to say vacuuming outside. And I was like, and don't do that. No, the my outside car. is fine. <laughs> go off. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, absolutely. I like. I like stuff. I don't know. It's it's fine. <laughs> I like YouTube. Do you like your bed? I love my own bed. Love my dog. Love my husband. Like my house a lot. I think about that sometimes. How lucky you I like am your home. new house better. Mm-hmm. Good. Good times. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Murder Plus. Bye. Bye. Bye.